Hey guys, it's Alex Ross from Pretty Heavy Lifters and this is my second podcast. Thank you so much for the love and support and great reviews on my last one. Um, I really, really appreciate it and it's given me the confidence to do a few more. So I hope that this content helps you in some way um, or you can relate to it or if you want to talk to me about it, just, you know, you can always reach out. Um if it helps, share it with your friends, share it with your family. Let me know. Um, I'm sure we've all been through some similar things. Um, so I'm going to do chapter one of my life. Um, I'm going to take you through my life. Hopefully it won't be boring for you. Hopefully um, there'll be something interesting in this podcast for you. And we're going to go through childhood. So I'm going to go through chapters and lessons that I've learned personally Um and what I've done to get me to where I am today. Um, so it's more personal that way. And I think it's nice that you guys get to know, like I said, a little bit more about me. Get to know um, who I am and what I'm about, really. And what I've been through. The good and the bad and the ugly. So, yeah, this is chapter one, um, childhood. So, and I mean really young. So from a very young age, I would say my diet, in inverted commas, was the kind of usual diet um, I think majority of people have. So, you know, like cereal with cow's milk and then, you know, sandwiches and then something for tea, like a big family meal, but with bread as well so that was like generally the sort of the thing the sort of things that I ate like crisps and stuff when I was a child now statistics show that you are hardwired um you're programmed everything you learn up until you're like seven I think you are programmed and so everything you learn up until being seven, that's it, you're hardwired then. you That's how you work, that's how you're wired. Um, and you keep emulating the same patterns over and over again. They are like ingrained in you, those patterns of what you have learned. So it's, you know, whoever you spend the most time with, um, it doesn't have to be your mum or dad, it could be guardians, grandma, granddad, whoever you've been around um, you've soaked up everything that they've done, that whole monkey see, monkey do. Um, you've become your surroundings and what you've been taught. So we're hardwired from a very young age. And then it gets very hard to unlearn that sort of behaviour. Now, you know, I'm not sort of, I'm not calling my mum or dad um, for their lifestyle and diet because that's probably what they've been taught as well, you know, Um it's probably just the average sort of average household family diet, you know, of the whole like, I don't know, cornflakes and whatever, f- full of sugar and then cow's milk. Um, and then for lunch, your sandwiches with your butter on your lure pack, and your bag of crisps, then your club bar, you know, like this standard lunch that's not very healthy for you at all, but, you know kind of like that average diet, um, full of sugar. Ah, full of sugar and bread, lots of bread, lots of bread and sugar, lots of fizzy drinks as well. Um, I remember having a lot of fizzy drinks when I was younger as well. And there was no sort of emphasis for me 
on drinking water as well. Like there was, I, I never, I never can recall like the importance of drinking water. And now that I think that's why I'm so hot on everyone. Like guys, make sure, I think everyone gets sick of me saying it. Guys, make sure you drink plenty of water, two liters. You must drink it every day, but it is so important. Um, and it does, it does aid like how you feel. And if you are trying to lose inches or weight, um, it does aid that as well. So it aids everything. Water is key. Um, for a healthy lifestyle, you must drink it. You know, you start to get a headache, you feel tired if you've not drank water. Your body is made up, um, mostly, of water. You need water. We're like plants, we need watering. Um, sometimes you think you're hungry, you just need a drink, you need some water. So I think that there was no importance placed on drinking water when I was younger, really. It was all like fizzy drinks and crap. Um... And loads of really, like, loads of cordial as well. Really strong cordial. Like, it was all very sugary. Very sugary. You know, like, hidden sugars. You don't think cornflakes are that bad. Um, maybe, but, you know, they've got, like, a fuckload of actual sugar. And when you see the actual serving size, the recommended serving size, what, like, 30 grams? Everyone has about 100 grams of it. So there's an absolute shitstorm of sugar in your cornflakes. And you've poured your milk on top. You've got full fat with a fuckload of sugar in that as well. You're absolutely fucked. You've had a load of sugar. Um, and then, you know, the, then your sweet tooth develops. And it's not just, yeah, it's not just, it's not just about that. I'm not saying cornflakes are terrible or whatever. You know, have your bowl of cornflakes. I'm not demonising them. Um, but yeah, it wasn't, my, I wouldn't say my diet was healthy either like you know now I have oats um I'm a bit of a weirdo actually now I have oats water and maple syrup with bananas cold that's my favorite breakfast so yeah now I'm a bit of a freak but um I think about my body as fueling it rather than enjoying the taste now I do think yeah you've got to enjoy what you eat you don't want to feel like you don't want to feel like you're holding your nose and cramming something down it. But um, for me, it is about fueling my body. So I know if I eat that, I'm going to feel good and I'm going to be able to run and I'm going to be able to lift these heavy weights and I'm going to feel strong and that will make me feel mentally strong and that will make me feel great um, and unstoppable. That's that's my logic on it. So if so switching from the Pop-Tarts and the cornflakes and whatever other choco biscuit shit that I used to eat when I was younger, now it's like, right, it's like clockwork. I'm very routine. It's like, bang, my oats, my banana, my maple syrup, big bowl of it. I know that's going to give me the energy I need. I'm not going to get tired about 10 or 11 a.m. I'm going to feel energised. I'm going to drink all my water with my vitamin C tablet in. I'm going to have a couple of coffees. Everyone knows Alex loves a coffee. Um, I'm going to have my coffees. Then I'm ready for my next meal. I'll have a protein bar. Then I'll have something, you know, to keep my energy up, to keep me going throughout the day. Because if you have too much sugar, you hit you hit um, a peak. You have that sugar rush and then you drop. And that's when you feel tired. And that's when you think you need even more sugar to give you the hit again. And then you drop tired again. So you go through the sugar crash all of the time so yeah that is uh that is something that you might want to look at you might want to think back to your childhood as well um and see like if there's any points that you can pinpoint like ah that's why 
I do this now. Like, look at your routine from your childhood um, and look at your routine now and see if any of them correlate. I bet you'll find it actually quite interesting. Um, so, yeah, like I said, we are wired by our parents. It's all monkey see, monkey do. So I remember when I was really young, my mum, bless her, she was on Slimming World for years and years and years and years and years. So literally um, on Slimming World, but only lost a pound here and a pound there. And I just thought it was normal. Like, I thought it was normal to be on a diet for years and years and years and years and years and just, like, go up and down and not really lose anything and then sort of fall off it and be on it forever. Now... Obviously, now I know that's not the case. I'm a big advocate of anti-diet. So I think it's all about balance and having a healthy lifestyle and doing what works for you. The Alex diet, I'm not on a diet, but you get what I'm saying. The Alex healthy eating and lifestyle may not be for everyone, but it works for me and it's healthy and I feel energised. I feel happy. I feel positive. I feel in a great place. Um, but diets, everyone tends to be miserable, they feel restricted, they feel, you know, there's something, they're unhappy about something, that's why they've gone on a diet. Um, and most people don't enjoy the diets and they moan about the diets. So I always think it's not one suits all, you know, we can help people, I do think we can help people with recipes like, I help people with recipe plans and stuff and give them ideas, but I don't think there should be any set one plan works for all, obviously, because people exercise differently, you know, they burn different amounts of calories, um, they eat different amounts of calories, they're different weights, shapes and sizes, like, there's so many different factors um, to being fit and healthy, like, you couldn't literally give one person something and one size fits all. So if you want help with, um, you know, if you want help trying to get some, you know, healthy recipes, or you want some ideas, or you want kind of a little bit of advice and pushing me to push you in the right direction, I have got ideas, but I wouldn't say one plan sort of fits all. So like, for example, um, if I was giving, say, Katie advice I would put Katie on her own healthy lifestyle and you know she might have to have you know she might think right well I actually really want um wine or whatever you know she loves wine doesn't want to cut wine out fine we'll sort out a plan and a way of living so that you're healthy you can still have a bit of a treat and um you're feeling good, health, healthy, and um, you're losing some inches if, if that's her goal. But then say, Natalie might want to completely cut wine out. Like, you know, it's no good for me. I'm completely addicted to it. I need to cut it out. And so obviously, Katie will have wine in a diet. Natalie won't have wine in a diet. Do you get what I'm saying? So I just don't think there's one size that fits all, in my opinion. It's, it's all, it's based on different variables, different factors. Um, so yeah, for me, I'm not, well, I am actually probably bashing Slimming World, but I'm not, I'm not being rude about it. I just don't um, really agree with that. I think it's good to get people eating healthier, but it just, there's just no sort of science behind it. Um, 
you know, they don't explain things properly. It's just like they blind you with speedy food and your A's and your B's and your things and your bobs. And I just think you need to know the facts, you know, how many calories you should be eating, how many calories you should be burning, what's healthy, what's not, drink two litres of water and we'll sort a diet out, especially for you. Not the same fits all because it just does not work. Um, so, yeah, they're my thoughts on diets. So, yeah, like I said, I thought it was normal to be on a diet all the time. So then I would go through sort of stages myself. Um, even when I was younger, I, me- I remember I used to <laughs> I used to run upstairs, chew my food and spit it out. Um, I don't know. I think it I don't know whether it's because I thought I was fat or I think I swallowed a tooth in a sandwich once. So it could be that. But from a young age, I clearly had an issue with food because I used to run upstairs, I used to chew my food, and then I'd spit it out down the toilet, and my mum caught me once, and then I think I was in a lot of trouble. So, yeah, I just from a young age, you know, being exposed to... And I'm not blaming my mum or anything. She probably didn't know um, that it affected me, but I honestly thought it was normal to, like, be on a diet and for it to not work and be, like struggling and oh I can't lose weight all the time and things like that like I just thought that was normal so yeah it is very very you know you do have an impact on your children if you are talking about diets and you are talking about how you look and what you eat your children will pick up on that because I picked up on that um and another factor that um I think it's odd is that we're not taught in school um, about nutrition and health. Now, I remember at nursery, I had a lovely, a lovely nursery teacher called Mrs. Gregory. She was my favourite, favourite nursery teacher. And we used to get a piece of fruit, which I always look forward to at the end of nursery. I think I used to want all the good pieces and try and take too many, she told me, because she's actually a part of the PHL squad now. So, um, yeah, that's quite funny and quite cute. Cute little story there. But, yeah, I always remember having fruit at nursery and stuff. But I don't really remember in school being taught about, you know, we were taught maths and English, but not how to nourish your body and how to look after your body. Because, but I think that's just so, I think that's so important, really. Because we learn all these things. We learn about maths. We learn about English, science. But then it's sort of like, you know, we not learning about how to actually take care of ourselves and take care of our bodies um you know in a we just rely on our parents to do so and you know it didn't turn out terrible I guess but could have been a little bit better and I think that I think the education system I think it would be good if we had some sort of um something in place where we looked into you know, fitness and nutrition more and the importance of it, really. I think that's really important because obviously look at all the ladies that I deal with um, and help on a daily basis. All of my squad members and um, people that aren't even in the squad that I help that message me or speak to me or want to talk to me. And it's all about unlearning things we've learned. Obviously, we didn't learn these things growing up so we've had to like rewire our brains now um so I think yeah I would guess we shouldn't do it in school because then I'd be out of a job but (laughs) no I do on a serious note um I do think we should 
learn from a young age more the importance of, you know, drinking the water and what, you know, what, what we're putting into our bodies and why, why it's good, good putting that into our bodies, you know, we'll have more energy, we'll feel better, um, you know, skin will be better, um, and just, yeah, like, you know, mental health, mentally as well, it does, it does have an effect on our mental health, what we put inside our bodies, so I just think that'd be really, really helpful to learn more about that in schools. I know, I think now, obviously, I'm a bit old now, I'm 29, um, so I think they do police what the children have in their lunchbox more nowadays but you know back in the day um we did not get policed at all in what we had so yeah there was a lot of club biscuits <laughs> um I remember as well do you remember the old sayings when when I was younger of like you've got to clear your plate now this yes it sound it doesn't sound very harmful and I know probably everyone's mum um said it but it actually, it impacted me so much so that even now that is still one of my habits. Even if I'm full, I will stuff, if I'm not being mindful, I will stuff the last piece of dinner or tea, whatever I'm eating, in my mouth because I'm on an autopilot because you can't leave the table until you finish your plate. You better clear your plate or you're not having any pudding. You know, these sort of these sort of um, phrases that are like daily ingrained in us. So we learn, right, I can't leave this table until I've shoved it all in my mouth. So at 29 years old, on autopilot, I'm still doing it. I am still shoving the last morsel (laughs) into my mouth, even though I'm full. So these things, yeah, you might not think that you might, you know, it might be a way of getting your kids to eat the tea or whatever, but you know, it does, remember, it's going to impact them forever. What you say to them, um, it's going to impact them forever. So just be careful, especially with eating, um, nutrition and health. It's, it must be hard. I'm not a parent myself. So, you know, I can't, I can't comment too much. I'm not telling you how to parent your kids, but I'm just saying, just be careful because it did impact me so much to the, the point where I'm still rambling it in my gob today. So obviously I've done that throughout my life, even when I've not been hungry, um, being mindless, mindless eating. So that's me on autopilot. So just, just think back to your childhood and think about any sort of phrases that were used and if they still affect you today. And if they do, how you can rewire your brain. So for example, for me now, um, I'm not perfect, like I say, still rambling the food in if I'm being mindless. So, you know, if I'm doing something else, like, I don't know, on a call or um, doing some work and eating at the same time. If I'm mindful and I sit down and I think about what I'm doing and I'm not in a rush and I'm like, right, I'm having something to eat. I sit down and just eat and like listen to some music. Then I do stop when I'm full. I've got more time to chew, have a sip of water, being really mindful um, with my eating then I stop when I'm full. I know I don't need to eat all of it, but when I'm mindless, I'm rambling it all in still. And it's not good. It's not healthy, is it? You don't want that bloated feel like, I'm going to pop feeling. So that is one of my tips to, you know, try and switch everything else off when you are eating. Um, Be aware of what you're doing, you know. Don't just rush through your day. Just sit, take time to sit down 
and eat at the table and just be mindful, have your water with you um, and treat it as like something important of the day. That's another thing as a child, like me and my sister, I've got a sister um, called Lucy, who's a few years younger than me. Um, And we, you know, we weren't, I feel we weren't taught that, you know, looking after our bodies and that meals were important and um, that health and fitness were important, drinking water was important. I don't think we were taught the importance of that at all. Um, So, yeah, make it, make it important, prioritise it, make it something that's important in your life. Like me now, I make it important. I make sure I, I get fed. Because work used to come first. Like, my mum and dad, work's always come first for them. Out of everything in their lives, work is work, 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 and you work. And that is the main thing, important thing in life. You work, work, work. You go to work when you don't feel great. You just work and you work hard. And, like, that is their ethics. So, like, health, you know, has always come second. And that's been ingrained in me. It took a long, long long-ass time for me to change that. But I finally have. I'm still a bit of a workaholic, if you know me. <laughs> but, God, I'm in lockdown. I'm losing it. Can you hear my crazy laugh? Um, but, yeah, you've got to make it a priority. You've got to get up in the morning and choose. You've, you make the choice. You choose to make your health a priority. Like, no one else does. Oh, well, you know, I was at work. Or, oh, well, I'm dead busy and blah, blah. Well, make time then. Don't give me busy bullshit. Make time. Actually, right, I'm penciling in 20 minutes here and this is when I'm going to eat. Make time, prioritise yourself, take care of yourself. Look at yourself and make sure you look after yourself. You know, if you look after others or you're doing stuff for others all the time, what about you? Prioritise yourself, make yourself and your health a priority and trust me, you will feel, excuse me, so much better. Um... So, yeah, it's just all about rewiring that brain, getting out of those habits and creating a new routine. And it can be done because I've done it. So getting out of those old habits and keep looking back, look back on your childhood and all through your life and think, oh, my God, I've always done that. And then think how you can change it. It's going to be small steps. Like I said, pencil in 20 minutes to eat your dinner. If you normally, oh, I'm busy and I've skipped lunch or whatever your excuse is, force yourself, pencil it in, put it on your calendar. Make sure you do it. Be passionate about it. Prioritise yourself. Oh, we also as well, we always had, um, I remember growing up, a Chinese on a Friday or fish and chip Friday, a little takeaway treat. I always remember that as well. And I'd look forward to it. I used to love Chinese, as you know. Chinese and chips, sweet and sour, um, beef and black bean. <laughs> And then fish and chips with some bread. Chip butty. That's what we used to have. And that just used to be a Friday or Saturday thing. You know, it was quick, it was easy. Mum and Dad had been working really hard. Um, So, yeah, they used to just get a Chinese or a chippy. Now, you know, I'm I'm not saying... I'm not saying... Don't have a treat at all or if you think that's a treat for you or if you enjoy Chinese or you want fish and chips, I am not saying do not have them because that is up to you. You are your own person. You make your own choices. But um, 
I find for me, I'm better off having no takeaways at all because just the pure amount of shit that's in them. Um, and they just make me feel shit as well. Like if I eat, if I had a takeaway now, I would feel really poorly and hungover and I would have some serious like stomach issues tomorrow. But that's just me now. But what I'm trying to say is it used to be the norm. I thought everyone did that. Like I thought having takeaways were just the norm on a weekend and like having a blowout. So I think that my sort of, my sort of, ideology is that the word ideology no that's not the word my sort of um the way I saw the weekends when I was growing up was like oh you just eat shit all weekend and like have a blowout so whilst I agree with you know having a treat or doing you know you know eating however you want if you have certain goals and you can't be eating whatever you want can you and it's not good for your health either to eat shit all weekend so I just I just thought that's what you did, so I did it. I don't know. You just you just kind of link in, don't you? Right, that's what they're doing and they're my they're my leaders and teachers, so I'm gonna do that as well. And you just kinda of go with it and then forever I was just blowing out at the weekend. But the the thing about having a blowout on the weekend is you could have eaten well all week and then ruin it. So you could have been in a calorie deficit all week and been training and be sort of on target if you are into fitness or you're trying to lose weight at all or trying to lose inches um and then if you eat a load of shit at the weekend your calories will be that sky high that you will have ruined all the good work you've done in the week so that's where a lot of people I think go wrong as well um, the good all week, then they have a major blowout of the weekend, and then they're like, oh my god, I've not lost any weight, or, you know, I've not lost any inches, I feel dead shit and bloated, yeah, that's because you're having a blowout all weekend, and you've probably eaten, I don't know, let's say you've had like, I don't know, 4,000 calories a day or something, um, if you've had a pro, and I mean, you'd have to have a proper blowout, um, and you've been, you know, that's probably because you've been under eating in the week or you've been restrictive in the week so you have to have a blowout at the weekend and then you just ruin all your progress so that's why it's good to come to some sort of balance and yeah have what they call maybe a cheat meal like every so often um and having a treat here and there it's good to look forward to things I do agree that you know you should enjoy a piece of cake sometimes or, you know, if you like ice cream, like me, I love vegan ice cream. You know, every now and then I'm going to have some vegan ice cream, but I don't think you should be, like, absolutely desperate to eat it every weekend and be, like, rambling it down your throat. Well, you can, you can do, but not if you want to get fit and healthy and you want my advice, you know? I just think that um, you should be able to get to that point where you can take it or leave it. That's what you want to get to, where you can take it or leave it. So, yeah, I just thought blowouts were normal. Um, I thought having Pepsi Max constantly was normal. Um, and then those old phrases again, I thought that was normal. You know, you've got to clear your plate. Another one was my sister, now I'm bringing her into it, she'll probably... Go mad, but I'm bringing you into it, Luz. I'm so sorry. Um, 
Now, they always said Lucy had a sweet tooth. Now, she probably did. But honestly, like, oh, Lucy's got such a sweet tooth. So then, like, I feel like, you know, when you're told something all the time, you sort of become that. You have to be careful with your phrases. Like, literally, the other day, I think we, I think me and her even said it to each other, like, oh, you've always had a sweet tooth, ducky. Yeah, she's like, oh, I've always liked sweet stuff. But that's because she's been told she had a sweet tooth, like, forever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever. So it's like now, even if she didn't have one, she thinks she's got one because she's been told it all the time. It's like, if I told you the sky was pink every single day, all day, you'd probably think the sky was pink. Um, we start to believe what we're told if we're told over and over and over and over again. So that's an, just another sort of example of be careful what you say to your children when you are feeding them around meal times and trying to get them into a healthy lifestyle and yeah like I said as well you know work's always come first in my family so you know health comes second like you'd literally kill yourself at work and not eat all day and then like eating would be like a second thing whereas now I've planned all my meals out all day I know when I'm eating and my health is my priority so I'm quite proud of myself and where I am today because years of that it does take a lot to unlearn it and then rewire it. So changing them bad habits to good habits. And I'm not going to lie, it is hard. It does take persistence. But a lot of my girls have done it and I'm so proud of them. Um, step by step, it's not easy. You don't just change overnight. But they have done it and I'm so proud of them. And I'm proud of myself too, um, of where we all are. Because we are killing it um, and making positive changes in our lives. And for the people that say they can't change, you are being lazy, you've not tried, you need to try. Because eventually, it will work. Yes, it might be a small step, it might be a half a step, it might be a quarter of a step. But a quarter of a step is better than no step. So just try and take the plunge and change those bad habits into good habits. Also, um... My family are, you know, they like a drink. Um, if you know my family, um, they do like a drink. So I thought it was normal to drink a lot. Um, I know in British culture anyway, there's a lot of families that have, you know, a glass of wine a night or a couple of gins a night or whatever, drink every night. I thought it was normal to drink every night. Um, now I hardly drink because I don't like the way it makes me feel mentally, physically, um, and I don't like that out-of-control feeling as well. My anxiety, like, if I ever used to go on a night out, honestly, my anxiety was sky-high in the morning, why was I born, all that stuff. So I just prefer not to drink. You know, if I went out with the girls um, on a birthday or something, I might have a few drinks. I'm not saying I'm teetotal, but generally, like, in the house... I can't remember the last time I had a drink. Um, I'm just not a big fan. But I used to be because I thought it was normal to drink every night. So I'd literally like be with my friends being like, why aren't we having a drink? We should be having a drink. Like, it's normal to drink. You know, I was about like 16, 15, 16 or whatever. Um, I thought it was normal. So, yeah, just be careful what you show your kids, guys, because it will impact them. 
but I'll go into that an, another day. That's a bit later on. That's a few chapters along when I'm like absolutely getting hammered party girl every night. We're in childhood at the moment, so we'll leave that um, for another time. So also, um, I have thought as well, I've contemplated, what would I say to my inner child? So now this is about mindset things. Um, I do, I do sort of think a lot, obviously, <laughs> as you can tell. Um, I have a lot to say. I think a lot. So I thought as well, you know, what would I say to my inner child? Because obviously my inner child's still in there. The routines, um, triggers, thoughts, and like the cycles are still. They're still in there. Obviously, I've I've worked hard to rewire them and change them, but some of them still are there. So I always think, what would I say to my inner child? And I think sometimes we can be really, really harsh on ourselves. Like, you know, if we eat something that's perceived in this world as bad or whatever, I think we can be just really hard on ourselves. And I think we need to be a lot kinder to ourselves, kinder to our inner child as well. You know, it's sort of like... If we want a piece of chocolate or whatever, and then we're like, God, no, you're so bad. God, and like all these thoughts can go through your head. Like, God, Alex, you fat bitch. Why do you want a piece of chocolate? You know what I mean? It's like, give yourself a break, Alex. Like, just be nice. Nurture that inner child. Nurture yourself. Be kind to yourself. Don't, don't call yourself or punish yourself um, for the old patterns that you are trying to unlearn. Just be kind to yourself. So, you know what I mean? Like, so if I do do something, maybe, you know, I obviously don't do as much now. I feel quite like I've got to a stage where I'm really happy with how I live and happy with my nutrition and my lifestyle and everything. There's always room for improvement, but I feel happy with where I'm at. But say if I did have a little slip up, you know, because we're all human at the end of the day. Say if I did have a little slip up, then I wouldn't like beat myself up about it because because why like you know we're here we should be here to be helping ourselves like if if you were speaking to your friend about it you'd be dead encouraging wouldn't you you'd be like no come on it's only one slip up you you've got this you can do it um but to yourself you talk to yourself like shit and it's like we need to stop doing that and we need to need to nourish ourselves not punish that was a post I put on, I think, not yesterday, the day before. We need to nourish ourselves, not punish. Like, okay, so yeah, we might have slipped up a little bit. We went into like our old habits and routines that we've learned from childhood. Now, what can we do to help this chi- inner child within us? You know, right, let's teach it some new tricks. Let's teach it some new ways. And just be kinder to ourselves and sort of... I always say, if you spoke to your friends how you spoke to yourself would you have those friends? And if the answer is no, you need to change the way you speak to yourself and you need to um, be kinder to yourself and nurture that inner child. And you'll feel, you'll feel so much better about it. The guilt will be lifted. Um, because obviously, you know, talking to yourself in a negative way all the time, it must have an impact on your soul and your mental health. It must. 
I know it does because I've done it to myself. I used to beat myself up constantly. Guilt, 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 beat myself up, which then led me to eating even more shit, which is ridiculous in itself. But literally, like, I'd eat shit, then I'd be like, you're a piece of shit, Alex, you crap. Fine, fuck it. We've blown it now. Let's go and eat more shit. So then I'd just get a load more shit and then carry on the same cycle as I know a lot of women do. Um, and I know it's not easy to get out of that cycle. I'm not saying it's easy, but you must help yourself. You must be kind to yourself. You know, right, I've eaten a bit of shit. Okay, I've gone back into those cycles I used to do. How can I get, you know, sit there. How can I get myself out of this cycle? You've got to be logical about it and be mindful about it. And be strong about it as well. Because I do think, going on to the kids of today, I do think that it's even harder for the kids of t- today than it was maybe even for me because there's so much pressure in the media for children even now to look a certain way. Um, I saw a TikTok the other day that made me smile. It said 14-year-olds today, you know, with the eyebrows done and the perfect makeup looking like really cool and sophisticated. And then like us when we were 14 down the park with them two little wispy bits here at the front, some white eyeshadow and a can of white lightning or whatever. Um, that made me laugh. But Sorry, going on to even younger than that, not 14, I'm on about like seven or eight here. Um, You know, I think there's a big difference to then and now. Um, And it was hard for us, so it must be even harder for them with all this pressure on the social media. So what we need, I think, to teach ourselves and our children, we need to sort of ingrain it into us. You know, it's a lot of people blame the social media, but for me, I don't... You know, social media does impact us, I agree, but I don't think it's solely to blame. I think we need to take take action within ourselves and think, you know, it's not real, guys. What those people are putting on social media isn't always real. We, do, we, are, we don't have to be affected by it. If you are affected by it and you're letting yourself be affected by it, that is on you. We need to teach ourselves. That's not real. I, you know that's unattainable or, oh, she looks nice, but I look like me, not comparing ourselves, you know? Because if you constantly do that, your kids will pick up on that if you have kids. So we need to teach ourselves to be strong and, you know, know that not everything on social media is real and we shouldn't compare ourselves to anything on social media. Um, rather than, like, blaming social media, like, oh, my God, it's the reason we're all so depressed and it's awful and I feel so shit about myself, boo-hoo. Like, take action for yourself. Yes, I do think social media, there's a lot of fakery, and sometimes, yeah, I do think that there should be more policing on it to what people put out, as it can be harmful, but we need to take action ourselves. It's not fucking real, guys. Some of it's not fucking real. You know, the angles, breathing in, the makeup, the whatnot, the 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 fakery. Well, you know, we've all done it. We've all put a filter on. I put filter on. Um, we've all done it. But you just need to know, like, oh, that's a filter, or you know, that's someone who spent six hours doing the makeup and a good angle, and they've got a wig on. You need to just take action for yourselves and think, I'm not going to compare myself to that, and I'm going to teach my kids or my nieces or my friends also to not compare themselves to that and not blame social media because I can be strong and knowing myself that that's not real. So therefore, I won't feel bad about something because I know exactly what it is. So I do think that there's a lot to be said for being strong. 
um, and teaching our kids to be strong. So this is all about our mental health now. I know I've covered, I know I've covered nutrition, um, but this is just covering a little bit of the mental health side of things now. Um, so you know, if your kids or whoever's around you, if they hear you using positive language um, and using in confidence, then it's likely that they will pick up on that um, and they will feel positive um, and use positive language and they will have confidence. Like the opposite side of things, you know, if, you know, it was always in my family, it's always about how you looked, um, anxiety about, you know, not going out of the house without a full face of makeup on. Um, yeah, I, even my mum now, bless her, she still goes out with a full face of makeup on constantly. Wouldn't be seen without the face of makeup. So that's how I thought, but now I've rewired myself, you know, for my own mental health. I look good without makeup. I am fine without makeup. I look pretty without makeup and that's not me being conceited or thinking I'm great that's me having the confidence within myself to know that I don't need any of those things yeah I might wear makeup to enhance my beauty um when I go out on a night out to enhance but not because I feel I need it because I'm ugly without it if that makes sense so just remember all these things impact our children and these things have impacted me massively and I have had to completely do a 360 and turn it all around. So I'm just telling you from my personal um, experience and what I've been through and just trying to help you guys because, um, you know, you might have been through the same as me or you might have a daughter or a son and you might be kind of saying these things to them and not realising the impact that it's got on them. So, yeah, I hope I do hope this helps in some way. I hope I don't sound too ranty. I'm very passionate. <laughs> so I do sound a little bit, like, aggressive maybe in my tone. But, yeah, I just think that we need to be kinder to ourselves um, and work on our healthy lifestyles. It's not got to be perfect, but you've got, you know, you've got to start somewhere. Take little steps. Mental, mentally as well, you know, build up to that confidence um, use positive language about yourself. If you need help, reach out for help. Ask people that have already got there, you know, I'm here, there's other people on social media or friends, you know, family that you probably can reach out to that are in the same place as me, they're in a good place and you can get little tips off them and, and bits of help. You know, it's not an easy ride, but you can get there and you will get there if you want to and you put the work in. Now, although I would say, you know, I've not had an easy time, as you'll see. This is only chapter one. <laughs> um, I've not had an easy time, but I do believe if I'd not had all these experiences that I wouldn't be who I am today. So I wouldn't be helping, and I feel emotional when I'm saying it, I wouldn't be able to help so many people that I help like if I'd not gone through all these experiences then I wouldn't be able to relate and help so many people I know this is my life purpose to help people and I am passionate about it um, and I'm not afraid to talk about my experiences I'm not afraid to 
show you who I am and what I've been through and you shouldn't be either, you know? You should look inside yourself, look deep inside yourself um, and look at what you want to change and think about how you can change it and then take steps towards changing if, if you're not happy with yourselves. Um, if you're happy with yourself and you're doing great, then absolutely fantastic, fucking well done you, great stuff, I'm proud of you. But I am saying, you know, if you do need help, um, reach out. It's all about it's all about the positive language. And I know we can't be positive a million percent of the time. Um, but it's about turning it around, turning the negatives into positives. You know, even if you're having a bad day, right, what can I do to make myself feel better? And the nutrition side of things, go easy on yourself. Take small steps. You know, say if you have seven pizzas a week, this week, have six pizzas. It's one step closer to being healthier. You know, you don't have to go cold turkey. There's not going to be a miracle. There's not going to be a miracle. There wasn't a miracle for me. It's like slow, slow, tiny, tiny steps. But you will and you can change the way you are and your habits. Um... So, yeah, I think I've banged on long enough there. I hope you found it quite interesting. Um, I hope it's helped you. I hope I've got you thinking as well. I love food for thought. So if you're thinking now like, ooh, what was my childhood like? And uh, what, you know, what are some of the habits or things that um, you learned or picked up? Um, and how do they affect me now? I would love to know. So if you'd like to drop me a message or a comment under the podcast, um, or text me, then feel free to do so. I'd love to know what you thought about my podcast, um, and I'd love you to contact me if you need any help. And I just want to say at this time, guys, stay safe, stay healthy. Chapter two will be next week. I hope you've enjoyed it. Lots of love, lots of kisses, and take care of yourself. See you later.